0: Tonight I wanted to look at a couple different things. Um, One of the hard things not to do when you're doing any kind of graduation night, senior night, is to not be cheesy. Uh, tonight, not say things, not talk about reflecting on the past and, and moving forward in life is this journey. And it's really difficult to do any kind of lesson, any kind of talk around graduation, around seniors, around this change without doing that. So I'm not even going to try. Like I'm going to tell you ahead of time, it could get really cheesy at points tonight, uh, but cheese is good. Okay? I think there's something found in it. I think there's something found in some of the changes in our life, but there's also some really serious things about this time in life um, it is a journey it is a journey and we know that our senior is about to go off and they're starting this time of adulthood and, and i'm not even mad about that because I, I spent the last three days making a senior slideshow and so when you when you worked on a senior slideshow and i know that these parents are sitting here looking at her and thinking that was yesterday so, so i can't be bothered by that because i know how fast that this goes it goes fast, and it seems to only get faster. Uh, but life is so much about this journey that we're on, so much about this path, and that goes back to scriptures. Like, people have always gotten Jesus' God, that this is the way that we think, this is the way that we function in life. In Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he gives these powerful words. He says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. See, what this passage is telling us is that everybody is on some kind of journey. Everybody here is on some kind of path. And what we really miss sometimes in this verse, because if you're like me, and what the natural way to go to in Scripture is to to just start thinking about, oh man, that means how many people are going to heaven and oh that means not a lot of people are going or a whole lot of people are going to hell wide gate easy but we neglect to look at what these words really mean Narrow does equal hard and broad equals easy and that's the meaning that Jesus is trying to get across that he wants us to still get today. Narrow gate means hard. This means that as you're getting ready to go in life and for everybody else here where you are right now in life, the narrow path, that, that's the hard path. It's, Jesus doesn't sugarcoat it. He says this is an intentional life. This is a life where you make choices every day. It's not a life on the flip side of that that's just really, really easy and just comes naturally all the time. It's not easy. Um, It's hard. And what I want to do for just a few minutes tonight is, I love to look at the songs that the seniors send in to me, Uh, their song choices because you learn so much about them. Uh, You learn so much about them from these songs, from the lyrics they choose. And some are like, Hey, hey, bro, I just, I just put it on Pandora and hit shuffle. Like I don't know what song I chose, but you can learn so much about these songs that are about where they are in life, where they're going and about reflection so what i've done is i've taken a little piece of each song and we're we're looking at some of these life lessons these spiritual lessons that we have in each one and you'll learn a little bit about these kids while we're doing it uh parker picked the river flows a river flows just river flows and i didn't know i'd heard it some of you don't know you've heard it but you probably heard it and it is one of the most beautiful songs, but when I decided to do this, I'm thinking about lyrics, the original version, the actual version is just piano, like that's what it is, there's no lyrics to go along with it, but it made me think about so much in life, so much of the time, we need to just stop and listen, because of all the songs, every other song I had fully listened to before, you know, I'd heard all the words too, but with this song, I'd never really sat and just listened to the beauty of the music. We've talked about this before, but one of the hardest things in our faith today, one of the hardest things in our life, and one of the hardest things for y'all over the next four years, maybe more for some of you, maybe less for a couple of you, uh, but is going to be slowing down. It's going to be taking time to be with God. Psalm 46 and verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And we read that and it makes sense and it's pretty and it's one that we have memorized. It's another one of those easy verses that pops to in your head and you say, oh yeah, I've heard that. But be still and know that I'm God. There's so much that's going to come up to you to in the next several years and for us to, when it comes to just stopping and listening. Just taking in the beauty of God, taking in what he's maybe trying to say, say to you we get so busy that if we're not careful, we stop being in awe of God. And I think that's happened to all of us. We get so busy to where just when we come in here it's a routine. And it's something that I pray every day that we come in here, I hope that you pray the same because there should be nothing routine about this. And and if I'm honest, a lot of the time it is. If I'm honest, a lot of the time I lose that awe for God. And I think when we lose that awe of God, we stop hearing, seeing, and sometimes even following God. We start to just go through the motions because we go back to that easy path instead of the hard path that means stopping and listening to God. Sarah Kate, the song "On Top of the World, and in the lyric fell that I picked, I've tried to cut these corners, try to take the easy way out. I kept on falling short of something. And what my mind automatically went back to was uh, the rich fool, as we call him. Because there's a part of this passage that's two-sided. And we usually think of this end part of the passage. And we forget what happened at the beginning. You see, the rich fool, as we'd say, was somebody that to get to that point had worked really hard. Uh, we, we forget that, right? We just think about this guy as, hey, I'm just going to sit back. I'm just going to eat, drink, and be merry. I'm not going to work. I'm just going to build bigger barns, and I'm going to enjoy this life. And we forget the fact that before this, to get to that point, he had to be somebody that was waking up at four in the morning that was doing all the things on his farm to make sure that he had that crop. He was doing all the things to make sure he had that result. He was living a life of hard work, of intention, of purpose, and then we got some results. He stopped. I've heard uh, several people talk about this lately, and I know it's true, we got to see it. As we grow older, as we mature in our faith, it should be when we're the most excited about God and the most active about God in our life, honestly.? All right, like we, we have this foundation, we have a circle, a social circle. We've built a network, we have a life that we're living, and it should be God all over it. But Sometimes it becomes just a routine at that point. And what I think young people are aching for, what I think college students are aching for, is to see us. To see us living this crazy life that doesn't just get to this point where, hey, you know what? I, I worked really hard. We work hard spiritually. I worked really hard to get this place where I feel like I'm in a good place. I, I, have, I have a good foundation. I, I've done a lot of good in my life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back, eat, drink, and be merry. Is the wrong attitude. See, that intentional life, that life of focus, is one that's the total opposite of this. It's not just starting the race. It's not just beginning and working hard, but it's keeping going, uh, keeping pushing through and not trying to take the easy way out. Uh, the next few verses all made me, the uh, next three made me think of Luke, Ch- Luke 15 and the prodigal son. The first one is Kaylee, and she picked Dreams uh, by Fleetwood Mac says a lot, right? Some of y'all are Fleetwood Mac fans. You didn't think anybody that was a senior in high school right now was a Fleetwood Mac fan. But there's a line in there that says, when the rain washes you clean, you'll know, you'll know. And what that verse is about, if you've ever listened to the song, is it's about a wake-up call. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know, you'll know. Like, it's this wake-up call. It's this moment when you realize that the choices you've been making, the bad choices you've been making, the path you've been going down... It wasn't what you really wanted. It wasn't what you really needed. And I thought immediately about the prodigal son as he makes his choice to go off to this distant country, to take his inheritance, to leave his father, to leave his family behind because it looks so good. And that happens to us so much at this stage in life if we're not careful. That that we look and we say, hey, I've been wanting to get out of Columbia Forever, I've been wanting to get out of my school. I've been wanting to get out of this church. I've been wanting to get out of this town. I just want to go. I want to, I want to try new things. I want to be in new places. And that's what the story of the prodigal son is. He wanted new. He wanted something that he thought was so much more. He pictured something so much greater. And when he started to get out there and started living our life, it was great. He loved it. It was crazy. Friends, fun, partying. But then the wake-up call. Sitting aching to eat the pig slop not even able so what am i doing here there's a point in life that you may be at down that we may be on right now where you get where you need that wake-up call and charlie chose take me home country road by john denver if you don't know the lyrics then you're not an american but uh, country roads take me home to the place i belong Tennessee, it's better than West Virginia. Is that how the song goes? I think that's how it goes. That's how it goes in my mind, at least. Um, but when I listen, to sorry for the West Virginia natives, both of you, maybe. That for me, this, having lived away from home, this is a real emotion. This is a real feeling of coming home. Country roads take me home to this place I belong. We hope that for y'all, you always, and this isn't just our seniors, this is our youth group, this is everybody who comes and goes, that you always feel a family, that you feel like this is coming home to this town, but especially to this church, whenever you're struggling, whenever you're lost, whenever you're having some bad times. But that road home, um, and it's something that hit me a couple years ago whenever I was doing a lesson on this, on the prodigal son, that road home is long. Long. You think about that, from coming from a distant country. And that road home is long, and there's always, there are lots of memories on that road. When you've gone down that path, when you've left home, when you've gone to a distant country, there are lots of memories. So as you're coming home, and I've, I've painted this picture before, but it's the way I always think about it, that as you're coming home, you can imagine as it got closer and closer, the nerves that would tighten up. Yeah, I felt this emotion. I, I felt this emotion before when I'm coming home. And for me, it was excitement when I would get off Saturn Parkway or when I would cross into Hampshire coming from Fried Yeah, that's the only person to ever be excited to cross into Hampshire. I'm just sorry. I'm emerging, sorry, I'm uh, excited. But you, you come and you're getting excited. But for the part of the sun, he's coming. And he gets this pit in his stomach. He knows who he's been. He knows what he's done. And that take me home country road to the place I belong you can start to convince yourself, and what we want you to never do, you can start to convince yourself that I don't really belong anymore. That this, this is not a place for me. I've gone on a journey that's taken me so far away that this is no longer a place I belong because that's a lie that the devil wants you to believe. Because the Father is on the flip side of this. And the last one was from Hannah, and she chose a song, Mine. And the lyric was, even if I run away and I don't have the strength to make it back home, I know that you will guide me. When I run away and I don't have the strength to make it, I know that you'll guide me. This, when I read this one and thinking about this passage of Scripture, I love, I love the, this, this is my favorite parable. Y'all, y'all may have picked it up on that over the years. I love the prodigal son but it amazes me the way God continually reveals stuff to us through Scripture. I never thought about the aspect of how tired he would be at this point. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe that's something you've naturally thought about, but I hadn't thought about this fact of not having the strength to make it back home. And in the picture, you remember it says he went to a distant country. He was flat broke and busted. He was out of luck, out of anything. He is in a distant country, a distant land, not close to anybody, nobody that cares about him in this world, in that world that he's living in, not able to eat, and he starts on this journey home. And what I got this picture of in my head was somebody that's so beaten, so broken, so tired. I mean, physically, no nourishment for no telling how long. And I get this picture that I've never really gotten before that when he finally makes it to side, and we know this beautiful moment where the father sees the son coming back home, that maybe even more, maybe even more than the excitement of the father and the love of the father is, is, is goes beyond that to the fact that he couldn't even probably stand on his own at this point. You think about coming back from that journey and there's a point for some of you that you've been there in life. There's a point for some of you you're going to sadly be there in life where you will get to the point where you, you just feel like you can barely stand spiritually. and All you're trying to do is make it back home and it's just a step at a time. And remember he gets the sandals for him. He was probably barefoot. his clothes shredded. He has nothing left and he's stepping one step at a time and then the Father sees him and he runs to him and he embraces him. The same thing for us when we feel like we're so far gone, when we have no energy anymore, and we've made maybe our last step back towards God, God is going to run and embrace you and hold you and lift you back up, and he is going to celebrate, and he's going to kill a fatted calf, and he's going to bring you back to good health because he's so excited that you've come back home. Colin chose The Weight, another, another old school song, and you know the, the lyrics, the chorus, Take a load off Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny. And then, then, put your load right on me. And this song, obviously, if you listen to it, it has several spiritual undertones in it. Uh, it's hard not to think about the natural one to me with, the, with this verse here of Matthew 11 and verse 28 of come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, all you who are tired and beat down and broken. Because that's what it is. It's this guy that's asking for help and he's seeking out help and he's saying, no. But then there's this other message. Take a load off. Put your load right on me. And there's going to be points in life for you, there's points for all of us where we just feel like so weighed down. I mean, life gets heavy. Some of it's because of decisions we make. Some of it's not. And some of it's because of things, not necessarily bad decisions we make, but maybe burdens we put on ourselves that God doesn't want us to carry. What Jesus is getting out here, these spiritual yokes that we put on ourselves. And he's saying, hey, come live free in me. So make sure that if you ever feel that way, if you feel weighed down, if you feel broken, to take a load off, to give it to God uh, when life gets heavy. McKenna used Beautiful Day, newer songs. Sorry for the grammar, but this is what Jamie Grace does. There ain't no limitations to your amazing grace, your amazing grace, but it's such a true statement. There are no limitations to His amazing grace, no limits. So, on both sides, when you feel again, while we talked about, about so distant and so broken, there's no limit. But then, the other verse I thought about was in Second Corinthians 12 when Paul is talking about his weakness, his thorn in the flesh, and he says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Don't forget that verse. Delight in my weaknesses. We spend so much of our time, so much of our life trying to hide our weaknesses, praying for God like Paul did. It's natural to pray for God to fix those weaknesses. It's natural to want to look at the weaknesses you have in life. We all have them and to want those to go away, to want it to get better. But also pray the flip side of that. Pray that you're going to have the vision that Paul did. Pray that that you're going to be able to see clearly enough to say, Hey, I really wanted this gone. Like I really wanted this off of me. But instead of feeling that need to just fake it all the time, instead of feeling that need to this this weakness is what's holding me back. To realize that we're made strong by the fact that we weak that we're weak. That God delights in our weaknesses. He's made perfect our power. For my power is made perfect in our weakness. For my grace is sufficient for you. Don't forget that, Uh, Mackenzie. Chose American honey. And there's a line in there that says, Got caught, get caught in the race of, of this crazy life, trying to be everything can make you lose your mind. Uh, amen? Get caught in this crazy life, trying to be everything can make you lose your mind. There's going to be a temptation, especially for our seniors over the next four years, when you're meeting new people in new relationships to try and be Everything and not in a healthy way. We're not talking about being all things to all men in a healthy way. We're talking about trying to trying to be everything in life. Trying trying to live this way when you're over here and trying to live this way when you're over here. And it's not just simple, it's exhausting. When we try and live a double life, it's not just simple, it's so exhausting. Because there's this constant battle for our heart because we've never given it to God. We never really fully let go of it, so it's exhausting. We're trying to live this double life, and we're, we're over here, and we're trying to do everything. <laughs> it just gets exhausting. Nathan chose humble and kind. Go to the church because church, your mama says to. Visit grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. I chose two verses from this song. And it, this was the first, um, and just in affirming of what it says. When I when I read that first part, go to church because your mama said to. There was a time in my life when I was said no, no. You know, if my heart's not in it, like I don't, I don't need to go to church. I, I'm not. I'm not going to church. Like you know, it has to be sincere. 100% of the time, but what I want to tell you is that when, when you've already given your heart fully to God, there'll be moments when you're like, you're, you're far from him, and the last place you want to be is church, honestly, the the last place that you want to go, and the only reason, the only thing that's going to get you in that door is simply because mama said so, but no, because mama said to go, and I promise it's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you need, and not because it's routine, not because it's something that we just do when we're Christians, right? We go to this building. No, because that is where God is going to bring you back in, because he's going to surround you with people that are going to impact you, with people that love you, uh, with people that are in love with God. And sometimes we get so distanced, and and honestly, I've been there when I was in college, where the last place you wanted to go was the church. Go. Go. There is a really good chance you're going to find God there. And that second part, visit grandpa every chance that you can. Uh, don't get so fast in this life, and this is good, a good message for all of us, that that you forget to do those things, that you forget to do the little things, that you forget to go and visit and take care of people that you love. You know, I, I'm guilty of this. You know, obviously with my grandparents passing in this, Grandparents passing in this past year, I think about it a lot. But on top of that, you know, I had surrogate grandparents in this town. You know, our next door neighbors growing up are some of my favorite people in the whole world. And this just being honest, I haven't visited them since I've been back two and a half years. Love them. They love me. Pictures still up in their living room. We're just busy. Don't get so busy that you don't take time to do the simple things in this life. Love people, visit people, because those relationships do matter. Um, don't take for granted the love this life gives you. When you get there, when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around and help the next one in line, and always stay humble and kind. You know that—that's one thing I would encourage you, especially tonight. Is you're going to get to look around in a minute as we get to present you with Bibles, and maybe you've done it already. I, I'm a reflector. I like to think back when I'm in moments of transition and you're going to get to look at a group of people in there that love you, that care about you and you won't always be the exact same person but what I want to encourage you to do is always honor your roots. Know where you came from. Know what good that it gave you because there's some awesome things that this life, this upbringing has given you that your family, your church family, the people that have been surrounding you uh, and pay it forward. Pay it forward. Don't forget the next person in line. Philippians 2, 6 through 8. When you think about this last person, part of the verse, humble and kind, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Be humble. Be kind. Uh, it's a pretty simple statement. And then this last one, and we'll wrap it up. I know you're getting hungry. Uh, Chamberlain shows the song I Lived by One Republic. And a little bit longer verse, it says, hope when you, ju- when you take that jump, you don't fear the fall. Hope when the water rises, you built the wall. Hope when the crowd screams out, they're screaming your name. Hope if everybody runs, you choose to stay. I did it all. I did it all. Um, jump and don't be afraid. It's a pretty simple concept. But it's one that's so easy to step away from. We, we get so content with our life. We get so uh, okay with where we are. That, that, that's why this problem happens. That's why I want to challenge our, our older members to do the things that you, you wanted to do. Our, our mature, mature spiritual people, do the things that you know you should be doing. Because I know it's so easy to not jump because we're afraid. To not, not take those big leaps spiritually because we're, we're pretty content with where we are. We're pretty happy about the way things are right now. So jump and don't be afraid. Uh, don't fear the fall. Um, hope the water rises. You built a wall. There's going to be times in this life where water rises, where things get tough, where, where things get a little bit more difficult. And what have you done to prepare for it? In the passage we just read, when we go back to the Sermon on the Mount, the way Jesus wraps it up is the wise man built his house upon the rock, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. It's song we sing from the time we we're a kid, but what are you built on? Like right now, being assured of what you're being built on, that you know that when the water rises, there's going to be moments when water rises in your life, and what have you done to prepare for it? Like, where do you stand? Do you have a foundation or are you weak and running from God? And the last part, stand when other people run. Uh, hope if everybody runs, you choose to stay. Uh, the easiest thing to always do when things get hard is to run. That's the truth. And there are times to run. There are times to go. But a lot of the time in this life when everybody else is running, that's when you need to stay. And it's going to take a whole lot of courage to take that stand, a whole lot of courage to be there. but It's going to make all the difference. Um, last passage I want to look at tonight as we close. In Matthew 7 again. And right after this, um, after he's talked about the wide and the narrow road, he comes back and he talks about false, false people, false prophets, uh, false teachers in, in the church. And then he goes into this, he says in verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name drive out demons, in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, away from me, you evildoers. Um, It's a passage that's really scary, really intimidating. Because what Jesus is getting at right here, right after he said that there's a hard path and there's an easy path. There's a difficult path and there's one that you can just straight coast through this life selfishly. And then he goes in and he says, hey, and there are going to be people that say to, to me, Lord, Lord, that I don't know. And here's the scary part about it that I think sometimes we miss. This reason is because their heart's not belonging to God fully. They, they've never really given everything to God. They, they haven't really followed God with their full heart. It's not because, oh man, we nailed it in our church. That's, that's not what gets you to heaven. It's not because, man, we, we got everything right doctrinally. That, that's not what gets you to heaven. I'm sorry. It's not. That's the scary part about it. It's not nailing it as a church. It's having that real relationship with God. And what Jesus is saying here is for these people, it wasn't real. You say, Lord, Lord, but you don't really know me. You say, Lord, Lord, but you haven't really died. You say, Lord, Lord, but you haven't really given your life to me. That's why I'd encourage you to just make sure that it's real for you. And you remember the church at Sardis, this wasn't just one group that Jesus spoke to. When we look at the church at Sardis, you remember it says, you have the appearance of life, but you're dead. You know, and when, when people would look at, at them, that they look like they have life. But it's a lie. It's a facade. And those verses are so scary to read. Those passages are so scary to think about, but they are so needed because they shouldn't be things that scare us and make us quit. They should be things that make us excited to say, I want that. I want what's real. Make sure that it's real. Find it. Like, find it. You think about the things that you've looked for in this life, things that you love. You know, I think about my bride, and I have to give her a shout-out, not just because it's Mother's Day, but she is the ultimate woman. And some of y'all just know on the surface, some of y'all know I'm a little deeper. And I know most of the men, I hope all of the men, feel that way about their woman sitting beside them. But she is this perfect person. And for me, I spent years looking for that. I spent years praying for that. I, I wasn't going to just settle because I knew what God had designed for me. I just knew and I prayed every single day for that. I looked every single day for that and I was not going to stop because I knew I wanted the real thing. I wanted the real thing for me. I wanted the real thing for me to be for her. I wanted the real thing so that I would have not just a wife but the kind of mom that I was praying about. And You've had something in your life. You've had things in your life that you sought out like that and you were not going to stop until you had the real thing. You weren't going to be done until you had the real thing. You weren't going to settle for an imitation. Do that with Jesus. Do that with Jesus. Make sure that you're never settling for an imitation. You're not settling for some some fake, some facade, some mock-up of Jesus. Make sure that you're pursuing the real thing. thing. Find it. If you've already found it, make sure you hold on to it. If you never had it, Do whatever it takes because there is more. If you sit there and you're doubting, have I found it? Have I found it? Search. Look for God. Then fight for it. That's what I want to close with. Fight for it. Because there's going to be a lot of moments in life where you want to quit. Everything that's great in this life is like that. And that's the truth. The smallest things. There are moments where they have their brokenness, where they have their faults, and usually we're on the other end of it, but, but there are times where it seems like the easy thing to do would be run, the easy thing to do would be quit, but when you found the real thing, fight for it. When you have this real relationship with God, and you, you, you may hit days, and not, not may, you will hit days where you struggle. That's okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to search. It's okay to have a doubt when you have the real thing make sure that you fight to keep it. Don't ever run away. Don't ever turn back. Uh, If you're here tonight and you have any kind of need, uh, if you need to put on Christ in baptism, if you're ready to give your life over to Him and live a new life in Christ or if maybe, maybe you just feel like you need prayers, you need help in some way now that's what a church family's for. You for. Know, we need to lean on each other. We need to own those weaknesses and help each other. So if you have any needs at all, would you come as we stand and sing this song?